Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hey, it's me, Melissa. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by No More Guilt with Melissa Landry. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation meant for educational purposes. Look, we're dietitians, but we're not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're looking for the process, support, and focus you need to live life without food guilt, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into one-to-one programs, group programs, and I recently added a do-it-yourself format, the Ex-Dieter's Guide to No More Guilt. Apply for a program at melissalandrynutrition.com. I hope to meet you soon. Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there, Delina. How you doing? Hi, hi. So guess what today is? What's today? It's my turn to interview you. Oh, who, me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> what? Little old me? Yeah. Um, but you know, this gives me the heebie-jeebies because oh. we'll talk about it because being vulnerable is hard sometimes. Delina. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, Melissa has a problem, y'all. It's perfectionism uh, with a capital P. I didn't want to, I didn't want to call it that. It, I mean, I'm not, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm self-aware if anything. I am a perfectionist. I'm working on it. I, I will always we work on it. On it. That's, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to break her from that mold. Yep. <laughs> but with my crazy spazziness, sometimes she has to deal with it. I'm sure it's not her favorite thing to do. You know what though? I also love being helpful. So in a weird way, it like <laughs> works for me, babe. It works. When I fall apart and she picks me back up, it just like just helps her. Do you have you heard that quote? Like it's like find people with the same kind of crazy as you, like yeah. or like that can work with your crazy. Like we have yeah. we have similar we have and yeah, we, we're like puzzle pieces that just happen to fit together. <laughs> oh gosh, we opposites do attract, but we're not total opposites. No, no we have a lot we're in common. Like, too. We have a lot in common, but then we have a lot that's like polar opposites, which yes. is good because it's that yin and the yang. I think. Yeah, you need it. Literally, need it. I think we're yin and yang. Yeah. Well, I am excited to share though, because one of the things I have to say is like in creating a business, you have to tell your story. People have to know who you are in order to trust. And I have found so much connection in actually being vulnerable. So it's making it easier and easier. And so I'm excited to do this today. Let's see if I can make you cry today. Cause I'm I'm always the one crying. Well, that's okay. We'll see. Too much too fast. Too much too fast. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Let's get started. All right. So the first question that you asked me, and now I'm going to ask you is been around. Yeah. Yeah. When did you realize that intuitive eating was something that you truly, truly cared about? So like a lot of people, I found out about intuitive eating through social media. And I remember I was following Jamila Jamil and she has her I Way campaign. Started following her because I love the show The Good Place, as I know you do too. And we talk about an extraordinary amount on this podcast yes. for some reason. <laughs> it's like, it's a good 
place a lot. I've been talking about me. the good place all day. Today. Yeah, we just any chance we get, we're like, you want to talk about the good place? All right. Jamila Jamil was doing some work with her community called iWay, and people were putting up pictures with words of what they really are beyond their body size. And slowly, little by little, I started finding dietitians unlike any I had met in my practice working in. I worked in Harvard teaching hospitals in Boston. So I was very much stuck in the status quo in my training, my work. And so little by little, I'm like watching this stuff. And I felt the same way a lot of people feel, which is like, hell yeah. Wait, what? Uh Uh-uh. Like I could feel that almost anger and confusion. And I have always been someone who really loves seeing people like reach their dreams. Did I ever tell you about this? This is like a really weird thing. Like, no, this is the first I'm learning. Okay. So I have this, you want to see me cry. If I perceive (laughs) someone like doing something that they're meant to do, I like immediately well up. Like it could be like a commercial where like something's happening, like, like an old man's trying to fix a door handle and he succeeds. Like I tear up, like he did what he was trying to do. Like, it's bizarre. Uh, my husband knows, like, he'll see something happen. Like, we'll, we'll watch, like, a, there's this little community, uh, like, baseball field. And we'll kind of sometimes watch, like, the pickup games that happen. And, like, the guy that kept missing will hit the ball and he'll look at me and he'll see me, like, tear up. He's like, oh, you're doing it again. So, anyways, there's just definitely this part of me that that believes in, like, fairness and, like, wanting to, like, help people get to where they're going to be. And it made so much sense to me that, like, all the stuff I saw in the clinic room with weight loss... And how sometimes I'd be like, yeah, don't worry about those stupid rules. Don't like, I, I never, I was always trying to break the stuff I was supposed to teach. And I was always watching my clients come back and be like, uh, I did what you said. It's not working. And before I thought I was just supposed to like yeah. be better at weight loss, just mm-hmm. like they did. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing a good job as a con- as a counselor. That's it's mm-hmm. me. It's the methods mm-hmm. or, or they're not compliant. Yeah. Except I never honestly had that feeling. I used to oh, get good. Really off when people would say that because yeah. I'm like, nobody wants to lose weight more than the person going through this. This is true. I had a hard time believing. And I think this was me watching my mom grow up with this yeah. issue. It's like, nobody yeah. wanted to lose weight more than her. Nobody was Ugh. trying to do what they said more than her because stigma was real. The yeah. way she was treated was real. And so I never had that feeling of like, it's their fault. I used to get real pissed off when people would say that in the clinic mm-hmm. or make those judgments. So kind of like when you shared your story, like there was that little feeling of like, come again, <laughs> but like I'm 24 and I want to be the best. And oh my God, yeah. give me the A. Like, yeah. So anyway, I kind of stumbled upon it that way. And like you, I started saying, okay, can I go meet some of these dietitians and hang out with them? <laughs> Did some trainings and whatever. And I took the leap fully into my private practice. You were there for that two years mm-hmm. ago. Well, like started like two years ago, but I fully went in this past year through the pandemic transition yeah. for my full-time job was doing both and finally got to a point where I could make this happen. So it kind of happened slowly and all at the same time, if that makes any sense. It does. It does make a lot of sense because I feel like that's how a lot of us kind of like stumble across this. And then we just like, even if you're like a client, like it's just, you're so immersed in this and you believe in it so much. And you're like, yes, this is how it should be. This is how it has to be. And you just like go and you full force run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't look back. Yeah. So it's just so it's, it's such a wonderful space to be in, honestly. And, and to see how, like, I've seen this quote too. And I think Bonnie said this, it's like, you see a lot of dietitians go to intuitive eating 
or people go into intuitive eating, but you never see people go back. Right. You never see dietitians go back to the old ways. Like once we learn this, once we know that what we were taught was not okay, you can in good conscience go back yeah. to being that way. Yeah. You can't. I say that to my husband all the time. I'm like, my dream, my hope is that like, this really isn't, I, we work ourselves out of a job. I'm like, I'll go do something else. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I know I can learn. I can figure it out. Like, yeah. I think a lot of us share this, this mission. And because of that, we've been through similar experiences, either personally or professionally in this space, we are much more open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. perfectionism doesn't really fly yeah. in these yeah. spaces quite okay. so much. Okay. And that has had such an impact on me and my personality. Like I always thought, I'm like, why don't I get along with the other dietitians I work with? I'm like, Cause they're <laughs> fundamentally, and you know, like I would make that about me. Like, am I not cool? Am I not likable? Am I not? And now I'm like, you're freaking likable. You're funny. People like, and I think this is such a thing, like being around people who share your values and who you don't need to explain yourself to does something for you and your confidence and any, you know, the problem with perfectionism is it bring shame. I'm supposed to be this way and I'm not. And so I feel shame. How does that live? How does that thrive? And so the no more guilt thing is totally from that part of me where like I lived with a lot of guilt and shame and I just don't, don't want to see anyone live with that. I I just think there's more to it. There's more to it. There is, there is. Now let's talk about this perfectionism because you call yourself a perfectionist. Yeah. So how have you been able to deal with your perfectionistic, is that the word perfectionistic tendencies, right? Like, because you still call yourself a perfectionist, but we know that intuitive eating is all about not being a perfectionist. It's funny. Let's, let's, let's dive in. Break it down. We'll break it down. Break it. I hear this over and over again with clients and I know you hear it too. It's like, I would never think this about another person or I don't hold other people to this standard, but I do for me. And I think where this came from was a lot of like, in my upbringing, my mom growing up was so terrified. We would experience the world the way that she did. She had a lot of expectations on how we looked, how we performed at school. Were we being the nicest, goodest, whatever? And so a lot of my personality traits came, and this is the other reason why I think white weight stigma is so harmful, is that mothers who fear for their children are going to try to protect them. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> Always. That's our job as mom. And I love her for that. And I get, I get now I get the intention behind all yeah. that protection. And at the same time, if we continue playing the game this way, that mm-hmm. the way we protect ourselves is by shrinking our, our personalities as women, mm-hmm. being nice, being small, uh, the patriarchy, stifling anything <laughs> of us that is different yeah, or quote imperfect then we're not doing anti-diet work, are we? So for me, I think I call myself a perfectionist sometimes, not because I'm like, I'm a perfectionist. Like I'm saying it because that's my, that's my tendency. That's where my, my brain, my heart is going to go when, when, when something's in front of me, my brain is so fast at making expectations before I even give cosign that on them. I'm like, wait, why do I even have that expectation? So for me, the work really is like noticing when I'm getting like that. And pausing and loosening up. And even when we work together, sometimes you'll hear me say, like, 
I'm always double checking with you is like, does this also make sense? Because I really benefit from people being like, yeah, no, we could probably do 10% less than that. And it would be good. Like, so um, that's awesome. reeled in sometimes. Yeah. And there's other times when my perfectionism or my, my high expectations mm-hmm. has propelled me and pushed me. So yes. with clients, I often talk about that where like, look, you're allowed to have expectations on yourself. That's okay to have standards. How are you relating to them? Because that's really where your mental health can either thrive or crumble. Mm -hmm. So it's work. It's work. Um, It is work. And (laughs) and again, I think that the word perfectionism has such a like bad connotation to it right now. And I don't think there's there's anything wrong with striving to be good Mm. and wanting to be good. It's how you said that mental health part of it. Is it are you going to be derailed if you don't achieve this high expectation that you set for yourself. And the same thing could be said for intuitive eating, right? Everybody expects that once they're on this journey, they're never going to have a food thought that's bad, right. that they're never going to say good or bad. Like I like when we're on calls, people are always like, Oh no, no, I didn't yeah, mean to yeah. say bad. It's and like, word. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I sometimes will say like, I'm talking to my kids, but it's not only that it's bad. And I'm like, Oh damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, let me go into it. And there we have another layer of perfectionism. Like (laughs) you don't want to, this is where intuitive eating can turn into quote a diet. Like, yeah, you don't have to be perfect at intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. All of these are tools. Yeah. And that's probably the most helpful thing about intuitive eating for me is it taught me to see discomfort. I feel like I'm frustrated. This didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, Mm -hmm. or, Oh, I, if I just did X, Y, Z, this would have been different or whatever. Any discomfort I feel, either a thought, an emotion could be on the physical axis, like hunger, fullness, that does, none of it means anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a judgment. It's a signal. And the minute intuitive eating helped me to frame that around food and around movement, around body image, it started generalizing like, oh, okay, you're not bad. <laughs> like, and yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard, but it gets easier the more yes. you practice it because more automatic over time. Yes. And I think that something that I'm always saying when I'm on calls or when I'm speaking to people in DMs, like I'm always saying like the goal of intuitive eating isn't for you to be perfect and to never, ever think about diet culture or think about, you know, something being bad or good. Like the goal is that you're going to have the tools that if you happen to slip and fall into diet culture, that you're going to pick yourself up with self-compassion and be like, damn it, that was not what I wanted. And now I'm going to go back to the tools that I have and pick myself up, dust myself off and create a new pathway for myself. And look, like the outcome is, yeah. And you get more time being authentic. That's really what I want. I want in my life, because I know it's not all going to be good times. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to get lost in my shit. We all do. I just want more time doing the things I'm meant to do with the people who make me feel alive, the people that I love. That's what we're here for. We're here to experience. And this has been such a cool way to help me experience life more positively and and connected and help my clients do that too. So much more than food. And sidebar, we can love food. It's like a win-win. So it is. It is. Okay. So what principle has been the most helpful for you? So many coping with kindness. Oh, 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 talk about it. 
I know I said that challenging the food police, the inner voices, that one's fun. But to me, that one is like, that's a skill of coping with kindness. Like that ability to label how I'm feeling because I tend to overthink my feelings. Like if I'm feeling something, you'll hear me be like, like I'm such an external process of Jesus Christ. Oh, so much external processing. And I know when I'm doing that, like, oh, thumbs up. Like, what are you feeling? And then go be with that feeling. Still difficult, but that construct or that framework helped me to like take much better care of myself. And I love teaching that one. That is a good one. Just coping with kindness. Like that's it. Just like be kind to yourself. Yeah. Like stop beating yourself up for a lot of things that are out of your control sometimes. Right. And the perfectionism says, well, you mm-hmm. shouldn't even feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. You're, like, you're not supposed to, oh, what are you uptight? Like that's how I get. And so for me to have the coping with kindness to be like, yes, it did hurt my feelings. It's valid. Or yes, I am frustrated about this thing. That doesn't make me bad or uptight. Like it, that was so freeing to be like, yeah, emotions are, are helpful. They're normal. And yes. Let them and be. we're human and yeah. we're, we're all dealing with this. And although we're out here teaching and talking and trying to walk the walk of intuitive eating, it doesn't mean that we aren't all still on this journey because it is a journey. It's not an end point. Yeah. It's not like we're going to just learn these 10 principles and like, again, be perfect mm-hmm. and like never have to use them yeah. ever again. We're using them still. <laughs> so true. It's, it's just part of living intuitively. It's, it's being able to catch the shit show before it happens <laughs> and try to fix, not fix it, but just try to deal with it. You with it with differently. Kindness. Yeah. And differently. Yeah. 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 And that's something that I, that I feel like is important to understand, right? Diet culture teaches us that you can be in control at all times that, you know, yeah. it should never be a shit show because you're in control. You're doing everything. Yeah, right. And if you're doing it you're right, doing everything right. Yeah. Yep then it shouldn't happen because you should have been doing it right. As in like, we all know life isn't like that. So, so true. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So next question, what is your biggest hang up with intuitive eating? Mm. I'm reminded of something that came up my board this week. It's patience. Ooh, Patience with the world. (laughs) Like, Oh, Oh, tell me more. I, struggle. And I think you do too sometimes. Like, I just wish everyone was more on board with all of this. Like I have patience and I believe what we're doing matters. Like this is a grassroots movement and eventually this will be the norm. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind because like you just shared, like people aren't going backwards to weight loss for the most part. People, once you come over to this side of thinking and you see it differently, but in the meanwhile, sometimes I feel impatient, like maybe other people don't understand what I do for work in my personal life. Like they don't Mm. fully get what I'm doing. And I want to be like, don't you? Or when my clients tell me stories about like a family member or a friend Mm. that like didn't quite get it. And even though, or a doctor, geez, like Uh that's some of my, my hang up with IE is like as important as the individual work is like there's a societal element. So I think for me, like just balancing that reality with the hope and the, and refocusing with community is everything because otherwise it, it feels kind of like fatiguing. So I think like patience with the, the state of the world, uh, not just around this, like in general, (laughs) I feel like uh, some cynicism coming on for me because I'm just like, a part of me is like, 
diet culture is never going to go away. It's going to keep repurposing itself in a different way. And that sometimes gets me really angry because they're just such a mind fuck. Yeah. And they always find a sneaky way. It's true. I think one thing I play with in my mind, this isn't a fully fledged thought, but like maybe a better expectation is to almost like reduce suffering rather than eliminate it. Like, yeah. And when I think about it that way, like, okay, wait a minute you know, like you and I, like we, we, we teach one person, that person teaches their kid. Mm -hmm. They're more present at work. They're more connected in their life. Like that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. Light begets light, you know, like it's, it's helpful to think of it that way, but patience, patience for the the bigger context is something that is hard. No, it is. It is. And, and sometimes you could feel a little burnt out doing this work because it might seem like we're not getting anywhere, but then you know, on those days, someone will post something in the Chilas Club and I'll be like, damn it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is why I do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is why um, we're here. But that's the hope. And for me, just like in my personal story, I always say like, if my mom had been exposed to these content, like there wasn't Instagram for her to scroll. Yeah. Any media she bought was especially white Eurocentric mm-hmm. thin ideals mm-hmm. around bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Folks did not even have even a glimmer of a different role yeah, model. They sure did it. So it just makes me really excited to think that her story doesn't necessarily have to repeat itself. Yeah. How that impacted me doesn't necessarily have to repeat itself. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool to be able to do that in your job. All right. So. I'm gonna ask you one one question off off script here. <gasps> oh my god, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Laura doesn't like off script. She she hands me a script. <laughs> improv. I like, I like off script. Let's do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to catch her here off guard. Okay. Do you think that if your mom hadn't been in a bigger body and she hadn't raised you in the way that you were raised, that you would be doing this work today? Like, do you Mm -hmm. think that you could have been able to see the world differently if your mom didn't struggle the way that she did? It's impossible to answer that. And I think the answer is probably no, because I live in a privileged body. I am mm-hmm. white. I am straight sized. How could I know the worldview of anyone else but myself unless I knew someone else mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way? And so I'm trying to think like, I-, I think I've always been a learner and I've always mm-hmm. been like open to other people's perspectives. Like even when I was a kid, like I really weirdly was like interested in like social justice things yeah, yeah. Civics and like, yeah. So that I think you do have to have an interest in that, but yeah. that's why diversity, inclusion, mm-hmm. equity, justice work is so important because if people are siloed and don't experience stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how could I, like how I, 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 that's the honest answer. I don't, I don't know how I could know if I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I asked this, right? Because I actually was in a podcast interview or in an interview the other day and someone was like, does Melissa make you feel safe like or they asked like do you feel like Melissa is doing the work and my response was Melissa actually makes me feel safe as a woman of color in dietetics I would never ever like it's really hard to feel safe in rooms full of dietitians and you've never not made me feel that way okay so here comes the fucking (laughs) crying (laughs) oh man so I asked really because happy. I think I think that the one of the biggest issues with dietetics is that women like you aren't taught 
the live or not taught, but aren't shown the lived experiences that people like me or in bigger bodies or in marginalized bodies deal with every day. The microaggressions, the very, like when I said, the non-compliant thing, right? Because that's how we are labeled a lot of the time when we don't want to give up our rice and beans or when, you know, our body doesn't fit the BMI mold because genetically it is the way that it is. And no matter what we do, (laughs) we're never going to fit that. And so to me, it's like so important for people to realize that this is not something that even if you like fall upon it and see it on Instagram, sometimes it doesn't click for people because they don't have the want to see the world in a different way. Right. Right. They they just scroll through and they're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense, but it doesn't affect me. So I don't care. Right. Right. So I think that that happens a lot with dietitians where yes, primarily a lot are white, thin, able-bodied cis women (laughs) that because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's probably why it's been perpetuated for so long. Yeah. I just hope the door keeps opening to change it. Cause as you have heard, my patience is (laughs) running thin. As Nyla's underneath me trying to get a snack and I'm like petting her like a dog. Like, (laughs) (laughs) wow. It's so true. Did it make you cry yet? (laughs) It, It got a little teary, a little misty. Well, you're important to me. This is important to me. And, you know, this is our last episode of our fourth season. Yeah. So, yeah, I am so grateful that we get to do this. Just thanks for being my partner. I'm so happy. Hi, hi. Thanks for being here and being who you are. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> Peace, love, and break the diet cycle. Do we just... There we go. We just switched it up today. Okay. Swap. okay. Okay. Wait, before we <laughs> end, you, you have to, as you're the sponsored person, <laughs> today is your sponsored podcast. I interviewed you and how we asked everybody to share where you can What's be found. On? Well, you now know to follow Instagram. Now your time. At No More Guilt. Check me out there. Right now, I am working on my small group coaching. But yeah. for the time being, I kind of rotate through my offers. Because just personally for me, I feel like people learn in different ways. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I offer one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and a membership. All of which are described on my website, melissalandrynutrition.com. But the best thing to do is DM me on Instagram. I'll learn a little bit about you and what would be the best fit because everybody needs yeah. different things. So, yes. Come say hi. Okay. Yes. Say hi to us. Um, not too many DMs, not the long ones though, because sometimes I can't read them all. <laughs> Send us a little hi. Just don't, don't type these long paragraphs, this please. Fun. <laughs> You'll be like, I'm also a yeah. perfectionist. And yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, girl. Hey, hey. <laughs> takes one to know one. <laughs> oh Make sure that you subscribe, hello, to the podcast and that you give us a rating, especially because we've been so vulnerable <laughs> these last few episodes. And because we're going to have some bonus episodes coming your way soon. So if you don't subscribe, you might miss it because we're not going to be releasing them like yes. every week. Just a little so, tiny break. So a couple yeah. bonuses coming. And then I think we'll be back in the top of the new year in 2022. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Whoa, like 2021 whoa. doesn't feel like it happened. Like, <laughs> like I'm still in 2020. Fast forward much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, totally subscribe. That way we'll pop up wherever you're getting your podcast, whenever it's ready. 
And we will see you on Instagram in the meanwhile. Thanks for being here and for being who you are. That's my tagline. And for you. <laughs> Love break the die cycle. Bye, everybody. Bye, Delina. Bye. Great to see you. <laughs>